everyone. This is Haley. Today, we are sharing an episode we originally ran in March. It was actually our third episode ever, so I want to publicly thank Natalie Weiner for trusting us with a story like this so early on. So please enjoy, have a good relaxing weekend, and keep dunking on people who don't think women are physically able to dunk. There is this pervasive cultural assumption that keeps many girls and women from even attempting to drunk. To to drunk. (laughs) These are the best bloopers ever. (laughs) Welcome to Spinsters, a basketball podcast where we love dunks and want more of them. I'm Haley O'Shaughnessy. I'm a recovering basketball writer. I'm Jordan Liggins. I'm an editor at Mojo. Jordan, what are we doing today? Well, we have a story coming that I'm super excited about, and it really came with perfect timing, and I'll tell you why. The dunk contest over All-Star Weekend was a dud. I'm sorry. I had to say it. I was not impressed at all. You really weren't, and this is so funny because this is probably the only thing we've disagreed about in the entire time we've known each other. (laughs) (laughs) which happened exactly as we got a podcast which is funny um hey embrace debate right this is the sports mo but you know I loved loved is a strong word okay thank you you know I enjoyed it regardless because it just blows me away that anybody can dunk and maybe this is me showing my five six and three fourthness but I love watching it so much and yes it would have been better if we had players who we built up their hype all season to be in it because we saw amazing dunks and honestly all of them willingly went into this knowing that it might go down as the worst dunk contest in history so (laughs) I have so much sympathy for them but I mean at the end of the day I still enjoyed it I'm amazed that People can do this, and yeah, I'm just generally in awe. But, you know, I think this is a sign that you should absolutely be a judge in the Mm. next dunk contest. You're not letting anyone get away with anything. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's the thing. I should just not be a judge because (gasps) we're not giving out participation awards for the dunk contest. You are definitely one of the judges who's, like, giving a seven (laughs) – on the first dunk because you're just like "Mm, I don't know what's to come and he didn't wink in the air and that really bothers me I am that person and you know what I just I own it I own it but what if I told you there is a whole world of dunking that we don't even talk about um I'm very intrigued tell me more right and that gets me actually excited that's what I want to talk to you about today so We have our friend, writer, women's sports enthusiast, Natalie Weiner, who covers the WNBA and women's dunking, to come talk to us about it. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. We're excited to have you. Take it away. That's what it sounds like when you're the only girl competing in one of America's most beloved dunk contests. And you throw one down. Olivia Nelson-Odota, who is now a junior on the UConn women's basketball team, 
earned a perfect score in the first round of the 2018 Powerade Jam Fest. How did that moment feel for you? Um, that was pretty surreal. I definitely shocked myself. Um, yeah. And then, you know, seeing the reactions of other people, I could tell, you know, there was a shock factor too, so. Shock tends to be the near universal reaction when any woman or girl dunks a basketball, whether she's doing it in 2018, 2021, or 1984. That's when 6'7 West Virginia center George Ann Wells rose up for the first recorded dunk in women's college basketball history. But after a quarter century of women dunking at every level of basketball, most casual fans will still tell you that categorically, women can't dunk. It's one of fans' most cited rationales when they're explaining why they don't watch women's basketball. It's not exciting enough since it's almost always played below the rim. The question then is how to explain the persistence of this misconception or excuse, depending on how generous you're feeling. If women have been dunking for decades, why do so many people believe they can? And more importantly, why, after all these years, doesn't it happen more often in high school, college, and WNBA games? Okay, so Haley, now you know what our story is going to be about. Have you ever thought about this before? What are, what are your thoughts? Okay, I don't think that people even give women and girls the opportunity to look that deep into it. Like it's a predetermined thing. They can't dunk and here's why we should be okay with that. So I am so excited that there's another level to this. Well, let's get back to Natalie. So Natalie, how did you first get interested in this idea? Well, basically, I mean, when I started writing about sports period, I was kind of starting from square one. And one of the things that made me feel the worst basically was the realization that I had been so wrong about women's sports for so long. Mm. I had long taken for granted the idea that women were inherently worse than men at sports. I just hadn't thought to question it until I started working at Bleacher Report and there I became more and more interested in telling the stories of extraordinary women athletes. Around that time, a few different videos of girls dunking went viral. There was Fran Belibi, who now plays at Stanford. There was Letitia Amihir, who now plays at South Carolina. And there was Ashlyn Watkins, who was actually just 13 when she had this video, like, really kind of break the internet. The first time she'd gone viral for her dunking ability, actually, Ashlyn was just 11 years old. Today, that 6'3 forward is a junior at Cardinal Newman High School in Columbia, South Carolina, and her semi-regular dunks get less attention. That hasn't stopped her from getting airtime, though. I try to. Every chance I get, I try to, yeah. When I first watched those viral videos, I felt that shock that <laughs> Olivia was talking about. I also felt really frustrated by my own willingness to go along with the conventional wisdom that women couldn't dunk, and more broadly, that they were incapable of being as good as men at basketball. It really went against everything else I stood for. The other thing that really interested me when I started looking into these videos was that in spite of all this attention, none of the girls dunking could really be characterized as pioneers, except in a very specific sense. Belibi is often described, for example, as the first girl to dunk in high school in Colorado, but it's hard to even say that with much certainty since dunks aren't a recorded stat. 
There was this long history of women dunking that was completely invisible to anyone who wasn't immersed in women's basketball. And so I tried to record that history in a piece that I wrote for Bleacher Report back in 2017. Why do you think there's not um, so many women dunking in games? I think if you ask most people that question, the conventional thinking suggests that it happens less often because there is some innate physical difference between men and women. You know, that women are smaller and slower and not as muscular and all of these things. You know, that's kind of the conventional wisdom on the subject. But the thing is, when we talk about physical differences between men and women, we're always talking about averages. You know, we're talking about halves of the population with these universal ideas. And high-level athletes are universally physically exceptional. And making any kind of generalization about gender, men are like X, women are like Y, relies on a cis-hetero, completely binary understanding of gender that has always been false, even if it is the rationale for how contemporary sports are organized. And so when it comes to dunking, yes, most women are shorter than most men. Yes, most women have a higher percentage of body fat than most men which can make it more difficult for them to reach the kinds of wild verticals that you see in the NBA and the NFL. But again, there are these exceptions. Most women's basketball players, even just at the college level, can do things that most men can't dream of. You know, these averages aren't mandates. I think like the most compelling illustration of that is actually in women's volleyball. Volleyball is a sport that especially in the U.S., is really thought of as a women's sport only. Here and everywhere, volleyball nets are different heights in men's and women's competition. It's important to note. But regardless of that, top-tier volleyball players regularly jump high enough to, at a minimum, grab a 10-foot regulation basketball rim. A case in point is actually Olivia nelson Adota, who we heard throw down a dunk right at the beginning of this piece. Like, I played volleyball consistently for about four years. And I think that honestly did help me and, um, you know, like the vert stuff and just jumping and things like that. Like I know here at UConn with the uh, volleyball team, like their vert is super high, like yeah. higher than ours, you know, naturally because they're jumping all the time. But for sure, like if they if they really just want to switch over and dunk, <laughs> yeah, they could. Absolutely. I hear you say that, you know, the physical differences for women being basketball players are there you know we talked about it that there's there is exceptions to the rule but the viral videos that we're seeing these women are crazy athletic that we call them they have bunnies they are they can jump out of the gym and it's so cool to see but like I was talking about earlier you know it's usually in a layup line or it's kind of no one is around it's it's not a specific play drawn up for them so basically, women can dunk, they just don't. Yeah, exactly. I think it's like that physical difference that gets cited, it just doesn't account for the rarity, you know? Like, mm. even to the extent that it does exist, it doesn't explain why there's next to none. So the only reasonable conclusion that I've been able to come to about why women dunk so infrequently is that there is a pervasive cultural assumption that you could even call a stigma that just keeps many girls and women from even trying to dunk, 
much less practicing it to the point that they can do it consistently in a game setting. At some point over the past 30 to 40 years, saying women can't dunk became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Just take Elizabeth Williams, who is a 6'3 center for the WNBA's Atlanta Dream. She dunked in practice in high school, but never pursued it at the college or professional level. I think there are more people that can dunk that just don't. Yeah. So, like, I just, I want people to understand that, like, we just choose not to. I don't know. Right. Like, we'd rather have the guaranteed two points. I don't Yeah, I don't know. There are good reasons to pick a layup over a dunk. Injury prevention is a big one, especially for players like Williams and most of her professional peers who are on the court year-round between their domestic and overseas schedules. Okay, Jordan, I just want to pause here for a minute because I think something that's not acknowledged enough is the fact that these women are playing Mm year-round. A lot of them stop playing straight after the playoffs. They go overseas. Yeah, and just recently in the bubble last year, a player from the Chicago Sky, Cheyenne Parker, she was only back in Chicago for 24 hours before she got on another flight and went overseas. And that wasn't just a, oh, 2020 is a weird year. That happens every single season that these players are playing nonstop. And you've mentioned this before to me, Jordan, there's such a limited amount of roster spots in the WNBA. I mean, there's less than half the teams in the NBA that if you're injured, that could mean out being out of the league for good. Yeah. And Natalie made a good point. While these are all valid reasons, there is a whole pool of women, younger women, non-professional that could still be dunking. It just doesn't account for all the fast breaks and open looks at lower levels where players who can dunk don't even try to. Nelson Adota, for example, hasn't dunked during her time at UConn, despite how much attention her participation in the Powerade Jam Fest got. That doesn't mean she hasn't thought about it, though. There have been times where like, I look back and I was like, dang, like, I could have really like done that, you know, or like, I, I could have yeah. at least tried, right. you know, right. but at the moment, because it's not, I don't practice it so often mm-hmm. that... It's, it's not like second nature to me, if that makes sense. Right, right. Yeah. Compared to how I feel like how like guys, you know, would usually like in practice and things like that, they, they're kind of dunking, like light dunking or just like mm-hmm. that's how they finish. So even as people are seeing more and more girls and women dunking because of videos on social media, there's still this kind of mental hurdle to actually embracing it on the women's side of the sport. It's really not all that surprising when you think about how in the 1980s and 90s, legends like Cheryl Miller and Lisa Leslie would try dunks and their misses would literally become headlines. More fodder for the mostly white male sports columnists who persistently characterized the women's game as a joke. Those jokes created the script for generations of, again, mostly male sports fans to drive home those ideas. This is a major eye roll for me. It's so frustrating because these guys, these reporters, these comedians, whoever they are, especially the people on Twitter, they can't even jump over a credit card. They can't do anything (laughs) remotely amazing as what Lisa Leslie and Cheryl Miller, our icons, (laughs) have done. So it's so frustrating that they even have a say in this for sure um but anyway when you were talking it really made me think about a time when i was in sixth grade and i was at the varsity basketball practice for sacramento high school and our hometown phenom was vicky ball who went on to play at tennessee for pat summit and she went in the WNBA. and 
somehow I was in this practice. I don't really know how I got there, but we were doing, you know, a basic drill, like three man weave and she dunked it in practice. And my mind was blown. I had never seen a woman dunk in person. I know we were capable even at that young age, but I'd never seen it in person. And I'll never forget because no one reacted to it. Like the coach didn't encourage her or, you know, the practice didn't stop and everyone, you know, cheered, which I feel like does happen a lot in high school boys practices. I feel like you can't, you have to force them off the rims. Um, But for this situation, no one reacted and, and especially the coach. And I think that really shocked me. It's interesting. Like the more I learned about it, the more I started to see that, like you're saying, coaches generally just kind of neglected this part of the women's game I think like Mm -hmm. because of these assumptions you know about what women are capable of and I also think you know especially maybe 20 30 years ago coaches were actively discouraging girls from dunking you know Mm -hmm. as an injury prevention kind of thing but also just because of this idea that like the women's game is one thing and the man's game is another thing you know what I mean I mean I'm sure you encountered that a lot as a player you know when I did that story back in 2017 one of the things that struck me was how Ashlyn Watkins the girl who went viral for dunking you know at that point, who was only 13 mm-hmm. then, her AAU coach, whose name was Roshan Myers, told me that he had dunk contests for his players, for his girls' AAU team. He lowered the rim, which is not really an unusual thing for boys that age to do either, to practice dunking. And it was, you know, they just had a blast doing it. The revolutionary thing really was just that he was even presenting dunking as an option for girls on his teams. And that it was just kind of an aside from him, but it made me really look at and think about how vital, like you're saying, coaching and training and just any kind of support is to girls learning to dunk. You know, if the prevailing social norms suggest that you're incapable of something, you're probably not going to try it unless someone encourages you to. Most of the girls and women who I spoke to who can dunk can point specifically to someone who helped them learn to a parent, to a trainer, to a coach. My trainer was Nadine Damon. She, um, she played in WNBA. She played for coach Stringer when she was at Iowa. And she's kind of the one who got me like super focused on the basketball stuff. And so she was always trying to push me. So I know for sure she said something to me like, just dunk it, you know? And she, she definitely would have been that person. Like, absolutely. Yeah. What helps a lot of guys growing up is that technicality of like, this is how you do it. This is how you like the, the ones and twos to it, um, which a lot of girls don't have because either a lot of people don't think they can do it or a lot of people just don't support them in that way. So um, definitely having somebody that can one support you with like making it happen and stuff. And then two, having somebody that can just help you fine tune like the little things, like it's the details that go into it. Basically, I see it in three different parts. There's the initial idea to try and dunk, to believe that it's a real possibility worth working towards. And then there's the actual mechanics of learning the technique, spending enough time in the weight room, and specifically working on your vertical, all of which require some degree of assistance and insight. Finally, players have to feel comfortable enough to do it in a game. And a lot of that comes from a coach. 
who might draw up a play to practice that includes an opportunity for a dunk. In the women's game, there has been some progress with that first part, given the way social media has increased the visibility of women dunking. What's new, though, is that girls' coaches are increasingly integrating the second and third parts of that formula, the mechanics and drawing up the plays. When you started, did you ever imagine that you would have a player who could dunk? You know, definitely not on the girls' side. Um, So it's been great to experience and obviously opens your eyes up. And uh, it's been fun. Tom Herter played basketball in college and is now an AAU coach in New York. He's coached both boys and girls. His son, Kevin, actually currently plays for the Atlanta Hawks. One of his top seniors, Olivia Olson, realized she was able to dunk. And she's been working on it since, although she hasn't put one away in a game yet. In spite of that fact, he still says her getting above the rim has changed the way his team plays. One of the things that I find I'm constantly teaching, coaching, or imploring, or helping the girls with when we have practices is to be athletic and to not just settle for playing the game on the floor, but play the game off the ground. And a lot of girls, I think sometimes are just timid and shy to use their athleticism and they don't know what type of athleticism they truly have until they push themselves. And seeing Liv Olson dunk, I think some of the other girls are like, wow, you know, and of course they might be shorter, but now they're grabbing the net. Now they're trying to hit the backboard. Now they're trying to clap where they hit their hand on the backboard with a layup. And it's just great to see them use their athleticism. Uh, so I think it has a huge impact on the girls' game. It's great for them to see. Tom gets at the crux of this whole issue. A dunk is not just a dunk. The reason it's so fraught for women who play basketball isn't because of the act itself, but because of what it symbolizes raw athletic ability, strength and speed and dominance, traits that women supposedly don't have. So if dunking is possible for women, if it's something they can reach towards, a whole world of athleticism and power between what's been conventionally understood as the quote-unquote women's game and the air above the rim opens up. Coming up after the break, how a new generation of coaches and players are closing the gap between practice and in-game dunks. So how did you see through your research that girls are actually learning how to dunk? I mean, when I ask them, it's like the answer is as unrevolutionary as it can be. I mean, it's just the same way the boys do. The dunk contests with the lowered rim are a nice first step. You know, they drive home the idea that it's possible for girls to dunk. Like most of the ones who went viral, who I referenced earlier in the piece, they were kind of outliers. You know, Ashlyn, I think, had more support, but Letitia and Fran, they were just kind of going for it themselves. But if they have these dunk contests, there's like the coach is saying it's okay. I talked to a girls basketball coach in Toronto named Jason King, and he's been having these super low stakes dunk contests for years. I had a practice where we had a dunk off. None of the girls on our team could dunk. So I lowered the rim and then we just worked on that for like 20 minutes at a practice. It was fun. They had a good time. Yeah, And it's just the mechanics of actually getting up there and then bringing the ball down at the same time. It's coordination. So 
Yeah. So, you know, at least I had the chance to actually try it. They took photos of themselves hanging out the rim and videos and it was fun. And did you see like from doing that a tiny bit more interest in like developing that kind of athleticism? Actually, yes, because what I found after that is even in games and practice, they would go a little bit harder, a little bit more aggressive just to sit, just to get to the rim. Yeah. And they got to the point where they went from being a little bit timid to not wanting to get hit to just running over people. I think there's also probably a place for these kinds of low stakes dunk contests in women's and girls tournaments just for the sake of visibility. Tammy Bronner, who was one of only a few women to play for the Harlem Globetrotters, hosted a women's dunk contest in 2018 in conjunction with the NBA All-Star Weekend. What kind of reactions did you get from just from talking to the girls participating? Like, what what was it like for them? Well, they were excited. They, I mean, women want to showcase that they can do these exact same things as you see the men do. Um, they can go between their legs and dunk. They can do 360s. They can do windmills. And just to have a platform to be able to show it for them was like they felt empowered. So, yeah, the argument about lowering the rims for entertainment <laughs> is doesn't it doesn't sit well with me. But I get what you're saying here, though. You know, this is for practice so that they can build that confidence to throw it down in a regular 100%. game. Yeah, no, and I, I totally am with you on the lowered rims. It's been a suggestion from, you know, a lot of people who are like, this is how we get more dunking in the women's game. We lower the rim, right? Mm -hmm. They do play with a smaller ball, you know? So that's like kind of the part of the rationale, right? But if you ask most WNBA players, they'll say they don't want that. Jordan, while I'm listening to this, that concept that so many men usually say of mm -hmm. let's just lower the rim so the women can dunk and the game will be so much more entertaining annoys me to no end. They, I think, think they're making a helpful suggestion, but one second of critical thinking will say, okay, then the women are going to have to change their entire game. Yeah, exactly. And the players feel the exact same way. They've said this multiple times. And even All-Star Sparks forward Neka Agumake had to field this question during a Q&A. We have people excelling at a 10-foot rim, and now you want us to lower the rim so we can continually be compared, only to still be criticized because now you have someone like me who has done what she's done. Now I have to relearn the game to appease people who don't want to watch it for what it is. So imagine you have to relearn how to shoot all to appease a male audience. It's really just an ignorant way to think. But Natalie told me there's a different approach to practicing and coaching where we can focus on bringing the players up to the rim and not the other way around. At the end of the day, it just comes down to practice the same way it does for the boys. Again, this is why the coaching part is important. Ashlyn, who's now 17, she's continued to dunk in games throughout her high school career. And she told me about how she practices and what she tells all the girls who DM her and ask, how can I start dunking? I say just get in the weight room, really. Work on the muscles that, that help you jump higher, like your quads. 
just get in the weight room. It's basically just a lot of strength training and working out, time in the gym by yourself, focusing on the kinds of exercises that boys, I think, tend to take for granted just as par for the course in becoming the best basketball player that they can be. The final step is really to translate that ability to dunk alone inside a gym onto the court, practicing dunking plays outside of game day, but in a game situation. Ashlyn Watkins has been working on something really similar with her trainer in practice. One of my trainers is trying to get me to like work on doing it, not not being a fast break, more mm-hmm. like in like half court. So I'm yeah, I'm working on it. Oh, nice. How how does that look like for somebody who doesn't play basketball? Like, how would you explain how that practice works? Okay, say if we're like doing a drill, and mm-hmm. it's like a like going to the basket drill. He will make me like do the move and then like go to the basket and finish as high as I can mm-hmm. every time so that I get used to jumping at my highest every time I get to the rim. Tom Herter, the AAU coach, has also drawn up an alley-oop play for his dunker that they work on in practice. We put an out-of-bounds play on the baseline for a dunk. You know, it's an alley-oop to Liv Olson. And it's great to see when we're able to execute it, not only the excitement on Liv and her teammates, faces and even the girls on the bench but also kind of like the people watching the game they're like wow you really just ran an alley-oop and that girl just laid it in at the rim and she hasn't gotten a dunk off of it yet but I really think at some point she will if she continues to run that play. Again it's just not a thing that's often emphasized on the women's side either in the training aspect or in the X's and O's. And part of that is the way the game is coached. And I think the girls' game is coming along more uh, in that regard. And I think the girls' game for so many years was simply a skill development, and they played to making sure they played with proper skill, not necessarily proper athleticism. And I think girls are becoming far more athletic. I think there's a combination of playing to athleticism with a blend towards playing to heavy skill development. And I think I try to do both, where I'm trying to push girls to understand their athleticism and that they're probably a better athlete than they believe they are. I love that he said that because seeing some of the the girls now, like that are in high school now and the viral dunks that are happening, I know that me and my friends and my old teammates that used to play have this universal thought that, oh, these girls are different and it's so exciting like that's not a negative thing that is get ready because the women's game is about to take off even more than it already is you know and not saying that the women's game needs dunking but it's a cool incentive to see them developing that athleticism having that confidence and that's the most empowering part do you see it really being a part of the women's game in the future I mean, like you're saying, just the change from when you were playing to now, you know, like the fact that it's dramatic, like in the next 10 years, who's to say there's not going to be another like dramatic shift in the way the game looks, Um, that it's going to be even faster and the players are going to be even stronger and that they might be throwing down some dunks, you know, Mm -hmm. it's probably not going to be with the same frequency as the NBA, but like all the evidence that I have that I see suggests that it would become more common, you know, in the not too distant future. And that change, it isn't even really about the dunkers themselves. 
as much as it is about our changing approach to women's and girls sports as a whole. You know, it's like women have dunked for ages, but their dunks weren't enough to change the conversation around women's basketball. So it's like that makes it obvious that what's going to be required is to change the entire system, the ways we teach girls how to play sports, basically without the built-in assumption that there are limits on what they can accomplish athletically. Changing that will change the sport in far more ways than just dunking. It's about removing a ceiling, literally and figuratively, on what women athletes are capable of. Natalie, thank you so much. This was so fun. A blast from the past, from my non-dunking days. But I really appreciate you going through the story with us because I think it's so important and it's not just a simple, you know, girls, why don't you dunk? Like, it's not just that, that simple. It's, it's a lot of layers to that. So I really appreciate you. And where can people find you and read your work? You can kind of find my stuff all over the place. Definitely on Twitter. Um, my handle is at Natalie Weiner, just like my name. And actually coming up next, I'm going to be covering the uh, NCAA Women's College Basketball Tournament uh, for the New York Times. So can definitely check out that stuff. Great. Natalie, we enjoyed having you and we'll definitely have you back on the show to talk more WNBA hoops and women's basketball sometime again soon. That would be awesome. This episode of Spencer's was written and reported by Natalie Weiner and hosted by Jordan Liggins and me. Our editor is Alex Ward with production by Alex, Isabel Jocelyn, and Jordan Liggins. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Hi, my name is Irene, and I'm calling from my couch. Uh, I have an NBA confession. Nobody knew why I loved the Hawks so much in the 90s, um, but it was because I loved Dominique Wilkins, and I 